you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Not bad. Dude, that had to hurt her throat doing this that whole oh. movie. You know what I mean? Because my I got a little tickle right now yeah. doing it. Like that had to be rough acting like that. And she method she was doing method acting when she was playing Red. Of like when she was on set, she wouldn't stop talking like that. No shit, for real. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Black Panther fame. Also, um, the other guy also from Black Panther. Yeah. It's like in Age of Ultron, where they're brother, sister, and then in another movie where they're a couple. That's like this. And then in Godzilla, when they were the couple. Remember this? It's like a weird dynamic thing, but okay. When Scarlet Witch fucked Thanos. In that when movie? That? Which I don't know, it's some that? movie. I don't know, when you... Like Josh Brolin? When you, when you search uh, Elizabeth Olsen naked, it's one of those pop-ups that comes up as one of those movies. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> her and Brolin in a movie together. Or well, something. no, yeah, and also Thanos. It's the guy that oh, played okay. Thanos. Yeah, they were in a movie together where they fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's wild. Um, But <laughs> I saw Us in theaters when it came hmm. out. And I'd, I'd previously seen Get Out. I saw, actually, I'm three for three on Peel movies in theaters. But I saw Get Out. I really liked it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But in my head, he's still key and Peel guy. I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. I came from him. And so this, to me, is where he solidified himself as the Jordan Peel we know today when someone says Jordan Peel. Because he was still kind of coming off that, you know, the sketch comedy thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe it's like Zach Kreger with Barbarian, where it's like, oh, the whitest kids you know, dude, made a really good horror movie. Let's see what he does next. And then you kind of take it from there. So to me, us cemented Jordan Peele's status for me. And I loved it, dude. You you know, obviously I have a horror podcast. I watch a lot of horror movies. So I remember sitting in the theater with my poppy corn and my drink and everything. <laughs> and the scene where the family is like standing outside the house, you know, the, it's mm-hmm. us with that light shining behind it. I remember feeling my heart just going, ka-toom, ka-toom, ka-toom. Because, you know, you have the big surround sound and shit. Yeah. It was terrifying to me. You know, like, I get excited when a movie can still kind of elicit a reaction out of me like that. And it's such a batshit premise, this movie. But Jordan Peele does it in a way that it's, like, makes sense, kind of. And he just he's just so good that he is. you just accept it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. But, um, and... I found Jordan Peele, like, the opposite way, where I started with Nope. Now I've seen Us. This is a first-time watch for me. And I think I saw some of Get Out many years ago. I own it. I need to rewatch it. Dude, Get Out's wild. I can't believe you're not sure if you saw that one. Yeah, that's why I think I, like, kind of started to watch it, and then something happened where I had to turn it off. Yeah, so this movie's a really good one to me. Like, this is... For modern horrors, this is really towards my top, the top of Greg's list. Yeah, like, I'm glad that I finally saw it, and it's another one of those ones of, like, I can't believe it took me so long to watch this movie, because I've heard good things about it for, like, a long time, and it went on the list of I Gotta Do It One Day, and, of course, I watched, like, Basket Case for the 80th time, instead of watching something new, but, no, I love the family in this, they feel like real people, it's, like, really, like, it's, almost has that like reanimator type vibe of it feels like a lived in world it feels like these people actually know each other they're not actors just delivering the line yeah it's very well directed well acted the whole shebang so uh i guess let's jump into this thing let's see if you have anything else uh edward trifecta by jordan peele of course it is all right so it starts with I feel so stupid. I can't think of what this is called. Where they have dialogue uh, writing at the beginning. But anyway. Oh, yeah, like a prologue? Yeah. Of thousands, There are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the U.S. Most of these are abandoned and we don't know their purpose. Abandoned sewers, subway tunnels, etc., etc. Which, dude, I fall down like these TikTok holes of like urban exploring and shit. And people find these tunnels, and for some reason, there's still always electricity running to them. And, like, they'll connect buildings to buildings and shit. This is legit. Like, these are everywhere. I was like, didn't they find, like, a like a 
homeless city under like Las Vegas, where it was like legit, like they built a whole city under the ground. <laughs> yeah. Look at New York just like a month or two ago. There was yeah. like the underneath the synagogue, like there's secret tunnels and everything. Yeah. People were hearing Yiddish coming from underneath their apartments. <laughs> You get this Hands Across America commercial. So for those who are younger, Hands Across America was this thing in the 80s where to fight world hunger, the whole country lined up holding (laughs) hands in those donations and stuff. And this is a little bit before my time. I did call my dad. Okay. Did you do this? Yeah. And he said, yes. He says they did it. He remembered exactly where they were. He told me, he goes, uh, Route 30, because it stretches across the country and everything. Hmm. I said, well, how long did you guys have to stand there? Was there like a pre-time and everything? He goes, no, no, it was organized and everything. And he's like, I'm like, well, how long did you hold hands for? <laughs> like, probably about 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. Jesus. Well, th- Imagine. It takes a long time across the whole country. God, how things have changed. Of imagine like you get like near some people and it's like oh after like the coronavirus and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, which um you were mentioning the hands across America. This is the it's set in the eighties, the very beginning of the movie, because our main lady is a little girl now. But that's on a CRT TV, very pretty, with a tape of Chud beside it. I did notice Chud. There's another horror movie reference here. I'm gonna see if you caught. Oh, there's Chud and the Goonies, and then one of the Ernest movies, I believe. Oh, nice. Maybe I don't. I couldn't quite see it, and I'm not quite sure when the Ernest movie started. So, but it's 1986. They're on the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Adelaide, our main character, Addie, uh, her dad wins her this Michael Jackson thriller T-shirt. And she's all happy with her candy apple on her t-shirt. They're walking down the pier. Her mom says, they're filming some kind of movie down by the pier. You should go see if they need extras. What movie being filmed in 1986 at Santa Cruz Boardwalk by the pier? I'm guessing it's your t-shirt, The Lost Boys? Yes, it was. I just thought that was a fun little Easter egg. (laughs) That's cool. I didn't actually even pick that up at all. Okay, you know why? Because I was probably distracted by the little girl has her candy apple. And she hasn't even taken a bite out of it yet. Just drops in the sand. <laughs> you know that was probably an expensive-ass candy apple from the fair. Dude, it's the 80s. It probably cost 50 cents. Yeah, but that was $10 back then. She walks past this dude holding a cardboard sign of Jeremiah 11.11. I did look up this verse hmm. here because I'm like, because it comes up again later. So I'm curious yeah. what this is. And it's, God said, I will bring on them a disaster that they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. Very ominous and foreboding. Alrighty then. She goes into this Vision Quest mirror house, which is hilarious because in the 80s, it's like Native American themed. Yeah. And like, find your spirit animal. And I love when they cut <laughs> to modern day. They've like revamped it so it's not <laughs> offensive. I thought that was actually a really funny touch. It, it became like the Washington football team of Funhouse <laughs> <Exactly>. Mirrors. <laughs> but she's walking around in there. Her dad's playing whack-a-mole when he's supposed to be watching her. And she's in there and she's whistling and someone whistles the same tune back to her. And she walks through. There's all these mirrors. And then she turns around and she's looking at herself, but it's not a mirror. And because it turns around when she doesn't and she screams and cut. That's good. All the whistling in this movie is, are they fans of the Maniac Cop series or something? If they would have done that song, I would have turned it off. I'm like, no more. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a naked Robert Zadar. You're like, no! <laughs> then it cuts to a rabbit in a cage and the camera pans back and there's a mm-hmm. ton of rabbits in cages for the creepiest music for the opening credits. I'll tell you my theory that nope, kind of disproved, but I'm still waiting for it to come back. In Get Out, there was this song at the beginning. It was like, run, rabbit, run, hmm. rabbit. And in this movie, there's such a focus on rabbits. And so yeah. I remember I was with my friend John. We left this movie. I was like, I know something's up here. <laughs> Next movie's going to be a killer rabbit or something. <laughs> Didn't happen. But still, I'm waiting for the well, rabbit connection to pay off. I forget. Was there a rabbit in Nope? No, there's a lot of horses, though. 
That's right. They fed a horse to the thing. That's right. Yeah, believe me, I was watching for the rabbit. Yeah. No, but the music is fucking great. It oh, really yeah. sticks out. It's a yeah. great horror score. It's like a modern classic kind of thing. It's like really sticks with you. I like it. Both the score and the soundtrack. I'm actually a big hmm. fan of in this movie. Yeah. Addie, Gabe, and her kids, way in the future, modern day, arrive at their vacation house near the beach, and they're good time. Like, they're fun family, like you mentioned already, and yeah. they're in the house. Well, Gabe like, mentions- there it's very much of, like, the dad plays the, like, prank of, like, they're, um, they're, like, the kids are asleep in the back, and dad's like, we're here! Like, screams it, because it's a yeah. dad. <laughs> of course. But... At the house, he mentions about going to the beach to meet up with their friends. As soon as he mentions going towards the beach, Addy gets real nervous and everything. Yeah. We get some flashbacks throughout this movie, and this is our first one, where it's after the events we already saw, and she's sitting in a waiting room outside of therapy while her parents are talking to the doctor. Like, we don't know what happened to her when she disappeared. She's not speaking at all, though. I just want my little girl back. The therapist, like, just encourage her to express herself. Drawings, dance, music, anything. And the dad, I I like the one line from the dad of, like, it was 15 minutes. Because, you know, like, he's, like, might have been the greatest dad in the entire world. But for that 15 minutes, he's like, I want to play whack-a-mole for a real quick second. And now your daughter's traumatized for some reason. You'd feel like shit. You just feel terrible. Be like, God fucking damn it, I wanted a minute to myself. <laughs> the son Jason locks himself in the closet on accident. Terrible design that you can't open it from the inside, but that'll come into play yeah. later. Um, and then they hear a noise outside, the mom and kids, and they go out, and Gabe, the dad, is excitedly driving this shitty boat around in circles, going, <laughs> look at it! Like, so excited about this Dude. boat. And the, the motor stops, he goes, Hang on, he told me how to fix this. He smacks the side, goes, steers to the left a little bit, but it's a great boat. It's like, but we still got a boat. Um, Did you see the name? I don't remember. I remember the other one we saw. What was this one? Crawl Daddy. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) No, the other one's actually funnier. Like, I like, uh, well, Tim's. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're in the car going to the beach. Uh, I just like when Jason says, kiss my anus. They're like, whoa! Like, like, anus isn't a swear word. And the dad's like, I would rather you say ass. Because that's way too personal. It's like, instead of like, suck my dick, it's like, suck my penis. (laughs) My my mother-in-law has this phrase where she always says, suck my ass, if she's mad at someone. And to me, it sounds so, so much better than kiss my ass. I've kind of adopted it a little bit. It's like, suck my, yeah, I like that. It's like, I'm going to fart. I'm sure she loves that I just said this to everybody. But... No, I love that. That's awesome. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> um, she sees the beach, has another flashback, and they pass a man being put into an ambulance, and it's the same dude from earlier, older now, with the Jeremiah 1111 sign. Yeah, he still has the same cardboard sign. <laughs> I will say this. There is a lot of death in this movie. However, most of it, we just know with the plot of the movie, these people died. And we see a lot of bodies like in the streets and shit as this movie progresses. So yeah. if you're new here, welcome. We do this thing at the end of the episode called Count of the Dead, where I tally up all the deaths in the movie. But I'm not counting every body I no. see by rules. But this one did count, even though we don't see him mm. here, because we see his doppelganger at the end. And we see what I'm sure leads to his death. Just throwing that one out there. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. They meet up with Josh and Kitty. Played by Tim from Tim and Eric fame and Elizabeth Moss. And I'm so glad now, like, thank you, this movie, number one, because it's a good movie. Number two, I could never remember which one was Tim and which one was Eric. Now I can remember. It's like, oh, yeah, Tim was the one that was in Us. The non-giant one. Yes. And I always remember Dr. Steve Brule. Oh, of course. 
And uh, was it like Uncle Flappy's like song hour or something? It's probably my favorite sketch they did where Tim is in that like bright red face with the shitty haircut and he's like <laughs> pouring sweat and Eric dances behind him. <laughs> Where's my chippy? Chip, 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 chip. Kitty is like being so just typical hanging out with friends like in conversation she decided she had some work done on her face and everything and Addie is so like freaked out and everything she's just giving her like uh-huh yeah sure answers the whole time well this scene because Addie's like looking around like crazy because this is the beach that it happened on now her kids are there it reminded me of like Chief Brody and Jaws when like they're trying to talk to him and everyone else is very relaxed but he's like completely on edge it's like the same kind of thing here that's what it reminded me of Oh, we all know about you, Chiefy. You don't go in the water. <laughs> but Jason goes to the bathroom and sees this man with bloody hands just standing there with his arms out, like in a crucifix-like position, and just oh. dripping blood from his hands. So is this the first dude? Uh, you know what happens in the movie, obviously. Yeah. So if you're the first, you just gotta stand there and wait for hours for everyone else? <laughs> Well, I think this is like the tethered version of like getting in line for concert tickets or something like I was the first here, everyone. Yeah, true. They get that's like kind of a big deal. You're the first one to do hands across America. We get like, you know, there's like the montage scene in rock and roll high school where she's like the first in line. And it's like this does like the sped up montage of her setting up her tent. And then she's like kissing all the Ramones on the cardboard cutout like he's doing the same thing. I love in rock and roll high school to go on a quick tangent, how, you know, when you buy concerts to a tickets to a concert, that's days away. The band isn't already at the venue. <laughs> I love that. She's camping up for tickets. And I'm like next week. And the Ramones come walking by. Like, yeah. Why are they there? No, they're like that's three all. cities away. Yeah. That's <laughs> I just, Fuck, now you got me thinking about that movie. I forgot about this one. Um, but Addie freaks out when she can't find Jason, finds him like, okay, crisis averted, back home. Well, back to vacation house home. Tucks the kids in and looks at the clock. Mom, look, 11-11. Again, referencing oh, that. Make a and wish! Sees the son's drawing of the man from earlier. Like, what's this? Yeah. Uh, kid has some good art skills for that age. Not gonna lie. Yeah, for sure. Um, she's telling Gabe she wants to leave. She just feels uneasy, everything like that. And then tells him the story. Not the full story, but the story. Well, I think it's the st because I don't think she realizes, like, who she is and what's going on until the very end kind of thing. I think still here, there's still some kind of mental block. And then, like, after everything happens, she almost calms down and is like, remembers, like, oh, fuck. I, I agree with you 100%. And if you don't know, we do no spoiler free section here. Something about this that actually works for that compared to other movies where you just forget your childhood completely. If she's one of the tethered, she still kind of has the experiences of the real Addie. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she's mimicking everything she does subterranean, like underground. So like she has memories of going to this pier, but hers are a little foggy and different. And then like, you know what I mean? So when she's gone to therapy and they're like, no, this is what things are like. She probably thinks, okay, she has some kind of mental block in this time. But like, yeah, yeah she does remember going to the beach. She does remember, I don't know, her grandma, you know, all mm -hmm. these things because she does, but it's different for her. So like this one, yeah, you're 100% right. I don't think she realizes she's one of the tethered. You could have so much fun with the real world versus the tether world because like does, how many does it does everyone have a clone type thing like in the early 2000s when Tommy Wiseau's making the room is there a tethered version of him down there <laughs> trying to direct I did not hit her I think just a, they showed just enough of it if you would have gone further in and spent more time in that world like when the real world's still going on I would have started being like, oh, come on now. This doesn't, yeah. but like, they showed just the right amount of it for me. And it's, I like kind of how they handle it. Of They explain a little bit of it, but most of it's kind of left up to like, it was a government project. Yeah, exactly. 
Because like, if you were try to explain too much of it, yeah, it's just not going to... It's going to be, I love Psycho, but it's the end of Psycho where the man walks out and tells you the plot. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's only America. So the plan of go to Mexico would work because it was a yeah. American operation. And who are you people? We're Americans. Mm-hmm. But they're back at the house. Son goes to bed. Tells Gabe about everything, and she's afraid that little girl was coming for her. He's supportive... If, but not necessarily believing, but he's nice. Well, he's very much of like, you were little and you were in a mere, like a mere fun house and you saw your reflection and it scared you. Like, I get it was traumatizing, but that's probably what happened. It's like what if your friend tells you they had a ghost that tried to kill them and like it's they legit believe it. I'm always like, I'm sure that was very scary for you. Oh, for years, I thought that I almost got kidnapped because in elementary school, I was laying in bed and I heard a tap at the window and I froze because that was when it was like the news was just constantly running like kids being kidnapped. And my yeah. parents love watching the news with me for some reason. And then years later, come to find out it was my dad fucking with me. <laughs> but the power goes out and then. Jason comes into the room and goes, there's a family in our driveway. There's a girl in the garden. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when I was growing up, I lived across from a meat market and like disturbing, but they'd bring like live animals there and, you know, do the whole shebang. I remember going outside one day and there was just like pigs in my yard and I walked inside. I'm like, there's pigs in the yard. It was probably just like one of these kind of things. <laughs> Your parents are just completely creeped out. Like, what's he talking about? <laughs> then next thing he hears, this is the police, open up! <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I smell bacon! <laughs> they go to the window, and sure enough, there is a family in the driveway, and they're just standing there, and the lighting and everything here is so perfect. Like, because yeah. there's a street light behind them, so you can't see their faces. You can see their silhouettes, and they're all just standing there holding hands, not moving. Do you think this is what it was like for almost everybody, like, that this happens to? Like, they're like, okay, find your marks, hold your position, and move in when you're ready, type deal. I don't think so, because I think this is special, because this is Red, who's, like, the leader, and this is, like, uh, the person that she's been staring at the whole time, because later, we get Josh and Kitty and their family, and, like, the doppelgangers just come in and just do their thing. There's no, like, okay. build-up of a, you know, or they could have been trying, and Tim Heidecker, Josh, it's just too aloof, and just too, like, wrapped up in drinking a scotch. Yeah, maybe. Yours makes more sense. But I love that the dad is, like, kind of a bit nerdy. He's definitely a bit of, like, a cheesy dad type thing. Because he's, like, adjusts his glasses. He's like, I'll go handle it. It's okay, everyone. He goes he goes walking out like, hey, uh, do you guys need any help? Uh, what's going on? You know? Which is the reaction. Because, again, no one knows they're in a horror movie until they're in a horror movie. So, right. yeah, exactly. That's probably what you would do. And then they're just sta standing there staring at him. They don't do anything. And I like, he gets creeped out, goes back. He's like, call the police. She's like, I already did. <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. 14 minutes away. Well, it's uh, thankfully he had, like you said, he had that reaction. And it wasn't Halloween 4 when Rachel sees someone approaching her in an alleyway. Has no idea Michael Myers is escaped and she goes running yeah. in terror uh speaking of michael myers there's a fan theory that michael myers is one of the tethered Ooh, okay the jumpsuit and everything doesn't talk yeah. just moves and that the real michael with him switch places he could have fallen down in some grease and made the suit a different color yep <laughs> but he goes back in to get the bat goes back out and the scary family just splits and it's terrifying <laughs> especially the evil version of jason the son because he like scampers yeah well i love he goes out with the baseball bat and he's like okay get the fuck off my property like fuck you like yeah beating the bat with his hand now, i thought i already done told y'all to get off my property okay so if y'all want to get crazy we can get crazy and then the mom just goes like she does like a little signal or something. And then like the daughter goes one way. Like you said, the son goes scampering away. And then the dad's doppelganger just comes hulking towards him. Dude, 
terrifying <laughs> terrifying the way he just because it's not like the michael or jason slow walk you know what i mean no it's it's with purpose like he's gonna kill you right then i'm shitting my pants like, yeah. right on the spot well i love the dad just goes running back into the house and it's just like fuck 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 like trying to lock the door <laughs> but the red the evil version of addy knows where the key is takes out the hide a key thing and they all get inside because they're pounding on the door and everything. And right then your glass shatter, the evil kids get in, the whole family's there. The fact, it was not hard to find this Heidi key because it's in one of those fake rocks that a lot of people have. A lot of times you put it amongst other rocks. You don't yeah, just put don't the just fake rock, rock on the deck. True. Even if they didn't know who they were, I'd find I this like, key. Hmm, I wonder what that one half a rock is doing on the deck. They the version of Jason Pluto lights the fireplace and then they're revealed and Jason does it's us. And they said the thing and the thing. I know the yay they said it, but at the same time I'm like, oh fuck, that's epic right now. Yeah. Oh, because with Jason and because uh, Pluto has a full like white face mask on. Yeah. Jason has a werewolf mask that he likes to run around and play with, like I did with my hockey mask when I was little, where like he yeah. always had it kind of thing. And Gabe's offering his wallet, the car, the boat. And I love yeah. that Zora's daughter's <laughs> like, no one wants your boat, dad. It's like the boat's shitty, dad. <laughs> Who are you people? We're Americans. You do that good. I like that. Oh, thank you. Well, you are, you basically play death metal and scream, so you should be good at it. I don't play death metal. <laughs> but you scream. Scream music. Yell. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do screamy music, yes. But that's what my mom, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I found this new band. It's like, is it one of those screaming bands? <laughs> <laughs> um, Red makes Addie cuff herself to the table, and Abraham, Gabe's doppelganger, steals his glasses and i like how he kind of like barks like the sounds he makes well it's very it's like you think like he might be like this whole time he has terrible vision and he's just like glasses yeah <laughs> um then she's red says to zora little girl run and you don't have to tell zora twice she books it and like evil her gives her like a head start even like she yeah. stands there for a minute and lets her go then runs out after because it was brought i like this movie a lot too because it sets up things and then pays them off like constantly if it was brought up earlier that zora is doing track yeah and even when they started breaking in addy goes zora get your shoes on like when they're yeah. starting to panic and everything addy tells jason to show pluto jason's doppelganger one of your magic tricks. So he takes him into the closet, props it open with a little toy ambulance, set up earlier for the payoff. Um, here is where Zora is like hiding around a car, and evil her is like circling it. They do the thing where she drops, but doesn't see where she is. She's on top of the car, about to kill her. By the way, they all have shears and scissors. Like, that's the big weapon in this movie. And then I like, this is what I like about Jordan Peele, because he throws these real moments in there of, imagine, Greg, you're like sitting in your room and all of a sudden you hear some commotion outside and there's a child standing on your car. Of This guy goes walking out in like his pajamas and a robe, like, get the fuck off my car. What are you doing? <laughs> Definitely. Yes, 100% what I do. I'm not expecting to be stabbed with golden scissors by the child. Yes. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Where'd they get all the golden scissors? Where'd they get all the uniforms? I know you're not supposed to think about it too much, but... Well, the uniforms, I think, are probably like the supplied uniforms when they were like a government oh. testing thing. That one makes sense. The maybe. golden scissors, all I can think of, they're underground. Maybe they're mining and they've struck gold somewhere. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, the that dude comes stomping out all mad. What do you do on my car? Gives Zora the break she needs. She takes off as this dude stabbed by evil Zora. Yeah, evil, and I like the looks on each of, like, the Tethered's face, of, like, the dad's face is kind of disfigured, and it's very blank, um, like, Red's face is, like, her eyes are, like, so huge, and she's so intense, Zora just looks, like, deranged. Yeah, like, 
I think everyone's playing two roles and they're doing it awesome. It's amazing. Back at the house, Red explains the the untethering and mm-hmm. with nothing to eat but rabbit meat. Again, rabbit things coming up. And like where they were, like, imagine like we, you would get soft toys, ours would cut us, you would get warm beds, you know, like just saying, which uh, I, Get Out was very much racism. It's definitely the theme of the movie. Um, people debated. I don't know what the general consensus is. To me, the theme of us was always like the haves and the have-nots. Like, yeah. how can you live so great while others live so like class, beneath you type thing? Classism stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's literally living theme. beneath you. Like, Yeah, 100%. Um, the untethering. And then Gabe is in a bag, like in a trash bag on the boat being driven by Abraham. Who knows how to drive the boat because he's a doppelganger. I love Gabe, though, because he is, once again, like, he plays it smart, but it's very much of, like, kind of nerdy dad. Because he's, like, he's peeling, like, he's, like, breaking a hole in the bag, and he's, like, peeking out with his eye, and he sees him turn around, and he's, like, slumps, slumps back over like nothing's happening. But the motor stops because it's a shitty boat, and evil Gabe starts smacking the motor and Work! everything. <laughs> Gabe stands up with the bat and Abraham happens to turn around right at the last second as he plumps him with the bat he falls into the water so does the life preserver but then from him smacking the motor the motor kicks on and starts going Gabe falls off the boat too Then <laughs> Abraham's about to grab him but he's tied up in the life preserver and everything and gets drug away at the last second before he can get Gabe it's such a great beat where like there's so many movies where it was like everything would like and then the dad would get into the uh, the driver's seat of the boat and go around and whip around and save his family. I love the beat of like this was something that would happen of he's sending at the very back of the boat. The boat just takes off. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and then remember, too, that the boat veers left. So we just keep getting big circles of uh, Abraham coming back around to try to get Gabe again. <laughs> yeah, which it's cutting back and forth between all of them. But pretty yeah. much the end of this story here is after oh. he's being drug away on the boat and everything, boat comes back around and all that. Gabe gets back on it. And then Abraham pops back up too, but the motor chops him up. Well, it's because Abraham jumps out. It's very like Friday, end of the first Friday the 13th. And grabs Abraham Gabs grabs Gabe and Gabe Fonzies the motor with his face where yes. he smacks it super hard. And you see like a blood splatter. I think it does like the cool effect of like the blood like goes on the camera kind of thing. And then like, yeah, the he gets chopped up, which is like awesome. Yeah, it is really cool. Back in the house, Jason is in the closet with Pluto, and he's trying to show him one of his magic tricks and everything, and we learn Pluto's obsessed with fire, and that's why he's all burnt and everything, too. Oh, yeah, because they were playing, like, because they both have masks, and um, Jason put his mask up, and then Pluto put his mask up, and said, go put that mask back down. Yeah. He's like but half eventually. of Freddy. <laughs> but right when the flame goes out on Pluto's match, Jason jumps out of the closet, slams it shut on him and everything. Right when Red is like shoving Addie's face into the glass table, but hears her son yelling, goes out, lets him out of the closet. Addie reaches, gets the fire poker. All this is coming to a head right here. Well, it's such a smart family. Like, even the little kid's smart enough to be like, I know how I can get out of here and trick them. And I like, too, like you were saying, like, Red was pushing her face down to the table. And then she, like, it's very robotic how she just stands up and then just, like, goes back after to make sure that Pluto's okay and, like, let him loose. And then she can't, um, Addie cannot, like, reach the fire poker exactly. So she uses her feet just like thinking like okay i can't reach it with my hand but this is longer smart yeah definitely um she finds jason hiding under the sink they take off right when the other two are chasing after him zora's come back at this time they all meet up outside they hear the boat come on all of them get on the boat drive away it's a great like i'm so glad when i saw all four of them on the boat and then because like red and pluto are like going after him pluto's doing that fucking weird like all four like run thing he was doing but they get away 
The movie's yeah. making laughs. This is the part where you're running. She goes, all four's running. It is. But I was so happy to see all, like, our entire family made it. And now they're, like, safe for half a minute. And I want to, going back to what you said at the beginning of the episode, how you like this family. They're good actors. They seem like a real family. Yeah. They did such a good job there that makes it scarier in the rest of the movie because it's not like a regular slasher movie or something. I'm like, okay, fucking kill them all. I'm like, no, I want these people to survive all these. Yeah, ones. exactly. Now we cut to because they're going over to their like richer friend's house that own like the kind of like half mansion on the lake. They have like the really nice yacht where they had the boat that would list to the left kind of thing. And this is Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss. And I love it's like Elizabeth Moss comes down and she's like, I thought I heard something outside. And Tim Heidecker's just sitting there with like a scotch in his chair. He goes, and then looks at his drink. He goes, I'm busy. It's like, (laughs) it's fine. He goes, I'm in prime relaxing spot. Maybe the kids ordered a pizza. It's a pizza man. I like to picture that the pizza man's just rustling around in your bushes. Yeah makes him get up and check it and he like looks outside he goes do you see that it's oj simpson but no he's like no, there's <laughs> nothing out there turns the lights off tells ophelia not alexa to play uh beach boys you know vibing to the music and everything i'm surprised there wasn't some barking in the background there oh by the way earlier their kids are twins two tw- mm-hmm. twin teenagers black flag shirt earlier dead kennedy shirt now Hey, I like that. Very nice. Right then, they're coming up to the top of the steps, like, from their rooms. And, like, come on, we got a big day tomorrow, go to sleep. And then right then, the tethered versions of the twins show up and kill both of them. And then the tethered parents attack both of them. This scene is awesome. Like, I like where, like, at at first, because the one tethered twin just kind of appears behind, like, the real person. And then gets stabbed. And then it cuts to an outside shot where it's, like just outside noise and you could just see inside and what's happening. It's like really disturbing. Yeah. And like the blood splashing onto the window and everything's really cool. You brought up earlier about like, are like all of the tether treating like they're like others with like this grandiose thing of they show up in the driveway and they wait to be noticed and everything like, no, they were the only ones. Cause these ones just come in and wipe them out quick. Yeah. They're all dead, dead except for Elizabeth Moss is still like crawling and everything. And I love, cause they kind of have their own, their clones personalities, which is yeah. hilarious because her husband like reaches his arm out to help her up and then does the, Oh, like too slow hair back thing. <laughs> and then oh. just smiles down at her. She goes, Ophelia, call the police. And he goes, okay, playing Fuck the Police by N.W.A. And then yeah. the whole rest of the duration of Fuck the Police <laughs> legit plays throughout the movie. Oh, it's so fucking funny. And, but, like, a Tim High, I'm, it's great that they got Tim Heidecker for this, because him playing the tethered version of himself is even better than he was playing Josh. Yeah, it's great. Um, Elizabeth Moss's tethered creeps me the hell out. Yeah. Well, she has that, like, thousand-yard stare. I like how they, like, wetted her hair so it's really stringy. At one point, like, the tethered version is putting on lipstick. And then it's like, oh, look how pretty I look. And then, like, starts cutting her face. Yeah. So right then, our main family shows up at their house. They're pounding on the door, let us in, let us in. And then door opens, and they just pull Addy in right away. Well, it's, it's like all four of the, um josh kitty family like grab her and pull her in like comically like you would see yes. in, like the cartoons like i'm surprised there wasn't like a cloud in the shape of her outside the door <laughs> and then uh gabe is able to lure josh out like provoking him and everything and i like what's going come on bad josh let's go like he's even <laughs> calling him like how we are now and josh bad uh texts bad josh is like real playing it up like he's doing like his arms all out and stuff and like walking weird and they make it to his boat the nicer boat which is the b yacht biatch which i thought was very clever i i love it and then we get once again usually the movie thing that would happen is the dad's down hiding in the boat 
and then the bad guy comes he points the flare gun at him and it goes like right in his mouth and we get like it's the five the 13th part five when the flare gets shoved in the one biker's mouth or the greaser guy and like his head like goes like all red yeah but the flare misses and like he just kind of fizzles yeah e- evil tim like looks at it and kind of looks back up with him like evilly like looks and then there's a big fight. Gabe obviously emerges victorious, bringing his kill count to two, which is hilarious Yay. later. But in the house, the kids sneak in. Zora grabs a golf club. Jason grabs like this little gem statue thing. And they go upstairs. I like that she grabs the golf club. Practical weapon. You see that all the time. You see Jason kind of look around and he grabs the statue thing. And then, like, the sister looks at him like, what are you doing? He kind of shrugs, like, I don't know what else to grab. Yeah. <laughs> they go upstairs, and one of the twins runs out, and they just crack her with the club, and she falls off the balcony, allegedly dying. Yes. Then they go into the other room, and Zora just beats one to death, blood <laughs> flying everywhere and everything. Which, it's like, how many of the, well, when we did um Castle Freak. And, like, the family just cowers in the corner waiting to be killed. Now, this is the exact, this is the tethered version of them, of this family's actually going to fight for themselves. And I'd be like, oh, we're dead. We can't get past the guy that's been trapped in a basement for all of his life. (laughs) But evil kitty is cutting her own face with scissors, like we said, after applying the makeup. Also, I think, like, a tieback call back to earlier how real kitty said she just had some work done like a little tuck right here so she's yeah. like mimicking that oh true yeah good one zora sneaks in with the golf club as she's looking out at the boat fight going on we were talking about but she sees a reflection as she's about to smack her with the club turns around and grabs it so fast as she's coming down to hit her with it is about to kill zora kitty's chained up here handcuffed and but then jason with his impractical weapon comes in and saves the day and kills her and I also like that it was like those, it's a statue of like one of those cool rocks, like you would see at the flea market all the time. That would be like yeah. $40 for some reason. It was always at the table with like a bunch of dragons and stuff. Yeah. And like the weird, like mystical skulls. <laughs> yeah. They turn on the TV. The whole family's back in the house now and it's going on everywhere. Someone reports on them coming out of sewers and they're all wearing red and everything. This I like this like TV news section scene. It's really cool. And I like how it, this is all set up because this is the first time that like the whole family's like sat down all together again and like relaxed for half a minute. And then Jason like it's some kind of line of I wonder if there's others that this is happening to. And it's like none of the other people in the family have like thought of this. They're like, oh, yeah, I wonder if this is only us or if this is happening everywhere. And then they turn on the TV and it's like the Night of the Living Dead scene of like there's widespread panic. You know, they're dead. They're all messed up. (laughs) Addie wants to go to Mexico. They don't know where they're going. They're just going to leave. They're going to take this the friend's car and Addie goes back in for the keys notices one of the bodies is missing evil twin who fell off the balcony comes back and attacks her and then jason comes back in right when addy gets the upper hand and stabs her with her own scissors well i like that because like she goes back in she searches through the key bowl and it's not there and then she sees it's like all the way across the house on the dining room table and then she also sees like you said like the evil doppelganger twin is gone so she she even like in the movie has a like fuck moment of like you see her go like god damn it like i just gotta do it i guess and she goes running in they're at the car but she she ends up killing her and jason sees they get out to the car they're arguing over who's driving which zora has a good point (laughs) dad's leg is hurt and you're handcuffed and i have the highest kill count so far i have two and i like that the mom's like you have one i just felt killed the other one that you thought you did and they're going on but then they look ahead and they see evil zora standing there they found them because Addie had the point they know us they are us they know all of our next moves what we're going to do everything like that yeah it's so funny too because like they're all talking about how many they killed and jason like the youngest one is like i killed one like i per- i helped he did <laughs> he's been great yeah but they get in the car zora just is gonna gun it 
drives at her. She hops onto the roof. Open up the sunroof. She starts stabbing in. Gets on the windshield stab and she breaks. She's trying to lose her. Turns on the wipers, which actually helps at one point. It like distracts her for half a second. Ends up picking up speed like crazy. Slams on the brakes. She goes flying out into the woods. You could drive away right here. But Addie, I think she's realizing the connection she has to him here at this point too this is one it just looks like your daughter so it'd be traumatic yeah this is the one dumb moment like they've been playing it so smart throughout the entire movie i think this is more for her realizing she came from here type thing like she has to know and everything like that they were playing as far the whole movie. This is the one dumb white person move they made of like, was that a sound outside? I better go out in my lingerie and see what it was. Yeah. But yeah, she goes out and she's still, she's dying. She's wrapped around a tree all contorted, but she's still reaching at her, trying to get her and everything. And like laughing and stuff. And it was even yeah. great how like red, like described her earlier of like you gave birth to a beautiful baby i gave birth to this horrible murderous creature and like the creature's right there it can hear you (laughs) but i think it likes it (laughs) then the tethered zora dies it's morning now they find their car driving around like their actual car remember them their friend's car on fire and the evil jason standing out there pluto Addie gets out again and is like holding her hand out to him and everything. Jason again saving the day goes, it's a trap. It's a trap. And they get out and then you see gasoline leading to right under where they're parked and everything. And he has a match in his hand. Jason genius realizes their whole thing is they're tethered and they follow them. Just walks backwards, making evil him walk backwards right into the fire. It's such an awesome shot. Also, yeah. this movie had the balls to like, hey, child, go walk in that fire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we see just a random dead kid at one point in the background, like with all the yeah. just bodies. I'm pretty sure we saw that. What? And thank God there wasn't a my jacket's caught scene yeah. from like Night of the Living Dead, like once again to bring it up of like, dude, half of them died randomly. After that, though, it's still a trap because Addie, well, Red, doppelganger Addie, grabs Jason and takes off. Yeah. Oh, just so quick that it's, like, scary how quick she just appears out of the shadows, grabs him, and is gone. Yeah. Uh, Real Addie goes running after her, goes into the mirror house, and finds, like, the emergency exit down to where all the power is and keeps going down. This is so... Okay, so this is where the movie goes, like, insane. This is like, okay, it's the end of the movie. We've gotten, we have had you this far. We're going to see how far you're going to follow us of this fun house somehow connects to down staircase after staircase and this weird escalator. Escalators! Um, There's, it connects to the government facility where the clones are. Yes. Okay, and know what? I like you enough, movie, that I'll go, sure. They need to storm somewhere. If you have one for every person in the world, it's not like you can have just one big facility. You gotta scatter these people out across the whole country. Sure. Okay. I like your movie enough. I'm on board. Yes. Think of the biggest crowd you've ever seen and multiply it by, like, a thousand. And that's what they need to contain under the country here for the Tethered. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's that's everywhere. Well, because, like, she goes down, like, the escalator, and then she sees, like, the hallway, and it goes for so long, it's like, you see, like, the curvature of the Earth, basically. Like, (laughs) yeah. She goes down there, a bunch of rabbits down there, because that's all they were given to eat, were rabbit meat, just raw. And (laughs) she hears snipping, and goes into the room and finds Red just standing at a chalkboard there. And you can see her plan drawn out. And this is where we get our exposition kind of about for most of it. And she talks about how if it wasn't for you, I never would have danced. Think of that. And she goes, the tethered knew I was different and knew I would lead them. And that's why, like, I did this. It took so long to plan all this kind of thing. You know, just the big 
let me tell you about my master plan speech. But it is true, because we'll find out at the end, they realize Red was different, and she had knowledge of the upper world, and organized this whole thing, saw just the shirt in an ad for Hands Across America, came up with this big demonstration that they were going to do and everything. Yeah, and this entire time, Red is still doing that voice. She never doesn't yeah. not do it. And it just adds, like, so much to it, because it sounds like it hurts her to speak, but the words are so important, she's still going to say them. Yep. The government could make copies of the body, but not the soul. That's why they're tethered to the ones above them. And that's why, like, some of them seem to be a little bit more with it than others, where, like, you get ones where, like, how Abraham was very, like, goonish. Oh, yes. Then you get a Pluto who's a little more agile and stuff. Exactly. Is this, is this right around, too, where we get where she's walking through the hallway and it's like what the, the carnival is going on upstairs and you just see people in a room like pretending like they're on a like a, a carnival ride. Like yes. one of them's like it's like the girlfriend feeding the boyfriend French fries upstairs. But downstairs is this rabbit. And it's like yeah, they're like rabbit carcass, just zombies. Like, ah, <laughs> um, this is also where we get the fight kind of between them that's wild, it's really cool. And oh. it's to the music that the dance was to and everything, it's so good. And then it ends with Addie winning with the fire poker right through her and everything. And then Jason, she finds him in a locker, everything's gonna be okay. Right. Yeah, that's how it ends. But I want to just say how much I love their fight where like Addie is supposed to be the sophisticated real person that's from the top. And Red is the one that's the goonish sewer dweller type thing. But Addie is like she's keeps getting stabbed like over and over again because she's like just like viciously going after Red. Well, Red's just doing these like little meticulous, like you said, almost like dance moves, like perfectly like missing like every swing of the fire poker. Yeah. And then she does end up choking her out and everything snaps her neck like after stabbing her. But she says to Jason, they're all gone now. Everything is going to be like it was before. So are they just going to rejoin society with the tethered? Like, and just because they've killed the tethered version of themselves, are they just going to continue on with all these people? Also, did you notice that Jason starts to kind of look at her a little sideways of like, what's wrong with mom? Yeah, he figures it out. Definitely. And a little bit of cheating here. I did see a Jordan Peele interview where he even kind of said, Jason's a step ahead of the rest of us in this movie. Like, he starts piecing it all together. It starts when he sees his mom at their friend's house, stabbed one with the scissors and everything, and then, like, he realizes what's happening. Well, because Addie starts making, like, the tethered grunt noises and stuff. Yep. But the whole family drives away in an ambulance, and we get the switch reveal here with the extended version of the flashback. This is where you said you see kind of everything down there, too. Yeah. And... With the beginning scene when she sees herself, Red strangles her, which is why she talks like this forever, because her windpipe was crushed, um, switches spots with her, takes her down. That's why she's different and was able to lead this life, because she started off in the surface, then went to the down below, and they switched spots, and she took her life, and that's the whole big thing, and... Jason realizes it 100% here. You see him look at her and like, oh, I know what you're up to. And then you see the hands across America, like all of them just stretching everywhere. And I like the news helicopters floating around, like yeah. looking down at them and everything. And that's like, the end of it. They us. have no idea. It's like they have no idea what's going on either. It's like it's some kind of massive protest or something. I also like where you see like that they're doing the hands across America, but they're just going into the ocean. And then disappearing, yeah. like they're just doing it in the water too. Imagine if you were a Canadian just visiting America, so you don't have a tethered coming after you. But how freaked out would you be during this? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, those Americans, eh? <laughs> but yeah, that's us. I freaking love this movie, dude. 
Yeah, I'm so glad that you picked this because I've been wanting to watch it for like a long time and I'm so glad I did. Like I this is one like I legit can't wait to watch it again because I bet you there's going to be a million things in the background that you can pick up. It's like one of those yeah. movies. It's it's one that you benefit on a rewatch from for sure. Even like now, like watching it for the show this time, I'm picking up on little things I didn't catch before and everything. It's a great movie. And I don't see it as like a Blair Witch type of like, you can watch that like one time. And once you know, like the ending, you're like, okay, like I got it. This one is like, okay, the ending's kind of a twist, but it's still good. And I, I think it still has rewatchability. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, some Count of the Dead time? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Throg with work, Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Knowing the rules I laid out earlier, where do you think we got with us? I mean, even with the rules, like, there was the whole Tim Heidecker family that gets killed. There's a few of the tethered that we see. That whole family got doubled. Yeah, true. Um, 13? We got 15. Hey, well, I'll never argue with more death. Where it's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come with that thing right now. So this whole movie is like, have you ever like when you were little was like, well, if I had like an exact copy of myself, I would be best friends with myself. Uh, funny you mentioned that, you know, people have imaginary friends. Yeah. I'm such a fucking narcissist <laughs> that my my imaginary friend was called me and it was an exact copy of myself. And that was the ideal best friend for young Greg was no, no one else will do. I just need myself. Look, well, I'm glad that I could be number two to yourself, Greg. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm going to do it's your tethered. Like, and what's your okay. good? What, what's your interaction with your tethered? How does it go? So number one is you get killed. It kills you. That's not good. Yes. No. That's the worst that could be. Number 10, it's like you, like, you explore that idea of... <laughs> If if you give yourself if you give your clone a blowjob, is it masturbation or not? I'm gonna go no, it's not. But you just get real comfortable, like you know exactly what you like. That's true. Now, You're great. coming yeah, in you five can, seconds. You're like, you thoughts. yeah, yeah, exactly. Then go right back to watching the room or a Neil Breen movie. Um, I, I love us. I'm not. I. I it doesn't get a 10 for me because I love the wackadoo plot that they do of there's a million clones under the United States and it's so like wacky and like, but they kind of pull it off, but it's also like really wacky. And you have to kind of like be like, I'll give you this past movie. Cause I like you up to this point, but I think we're going to give it a nine out of 10 because everything nice. I love the family. Um, I think it's a really, it's really like, smartly written and directed like there's some million little like i said behind the scenes things which i always love you like you were saying earlier like how many of these movies that you just want the family to die so bad this one like when they all got in the boat together i was like yes like they're making it you know i'm really glad i had no idea how you were gonna react to this movie i saw you watch yeah. the last night and i didn't hear anything from you i'm like oh i bet brett hates it so i was glad like when we got <laughs> on here and you liked it no yeah it was great. i actually I actually did go a perfect 10 out of 10 on this one. This, to me, is a straight-up masterpiece. I love this movie. In my opinion, it's Jordan Peele's best. I can see why it's divisive to some people. To me, I can turn off the... It's not exactly realistic. It's a movie. I'm here to be entertained and think and like have a good time with it. Yeah, like, okay, what are the logistics of hiding an exact copy of the entire nation under... No, I'm fine with that. You know, just give me what? this and I'm happy. Because even though that it's such a, like, out there idea, they still kind of do it in a realish kind of way. If you're like, I yeah. can kind of see that. There's not, like, there's not the pod that's underground that has, like, a million Snokes floating around yeah. in it. None you know, that. bullshit. There's no, like, it's, there's no 
tube filled with green liquid that the clones are floating in. Like, thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Well, let's see, guy, anything else, man? No, that's all I got on this one. Well, we hope that us has left your brain throbbing with horror. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.